Revelation chapter 13, please. Wow, so much. So much to pray for. Wow. In Revelation chapter 13, we start to see a glimpse of what's already begun in our lives. Today is Patriot Day. Patriot Day, September 11th, 2001. Someone needs a Grammy. We all know where we were on September 11th, 2001. At 9.02... And then at 10.13, these buildings of ours in New York City were attacked. America was attacked. They got a lot of the people out. Maybe you didn't know that. But they didn't get a lot of the people out. They didn't get the EMTs. Eight of them passed away when everybody else was rushing out. They were rushing in. They didn't get the 60 policemen that were rushing in to help while everybody else was trying to get out. They didn't get the 343 firefighters. As everyone was rushing out, they were rushing in. They didn't get 2,997 civilians out. It's something for, for us to always remember and it's a, a debt that we owe our own children and grandchildren. The Pentagon, 184 people died. And then Shanksville. I look at I look at the Ebersols because they went today. God bless them. Huh? You went then. Who'd you take with you? Good. Always include the dad. Shanksville, 40 of our people, Americans, decided to not allow the terrorists to win. Patriots Day. I, I almost believe we ought to have a a full-fledged government holiday, shouldn't we? I found something that makes a lot of sense to us now as we are studying the book of Revelation, as we are studying the Antichrist. I found a page in a book that I, I, I just have, I, I had to share with you. Destruction under the guise of peace was visible in Afghanistan. As long as the Afghans observed the strict laws of the Taliban, they were unharmed. If any person resisted 
or disagreed with even one small point of the Taliban rule, they were met with swift Islamic justice. We're heading that way again with if the Antichrist is truly going to be who we think he might be. Crowds gathered in stadiums not to watch ball games, but to watch people being shot, hung, or beheaded for such evils as having a television against the Taliban rule to have a television, to have a VCR, or to be stealing food to feed their hungry children. Even a woman who exposed her face in public faced severe capital punishment. During the Antichrist 42-month rule, the beast and his kings, those ten nation confederates, will control all global economics and influence world political decisions. That's what's coming. Those who differ or oppose those policies will be beheaded. And only one religion, one nation in the world literally does that. Which again leads us to uh, the Middle East ruling the world. I am certain the Antichrist will take this passage from the Koran as his inspired reason for beheading us infidels. This is probably not going to make much sense to you, but it's from one of their type Bibles, the Koran. It's from a chapter called Sirah. I will instill terror in the hearts of the unbelievers. You smite off their necks. You smite off their fingers. It is not you who slays them. It will be Allah. That's what's coming. That's why it is so important. Even just from today reading this passage. It is so important for us to. Don't go into every day. Over and over and over the same old same old. We have work to do with our loved ones. Those who will submit to his plans, purposes, and policies will be permitted to buy and sell using the mark of the beast, the chapter we're in. Those rejecting the mark must be killed. I want you, should you miss this, should you miss the rapture, I want you to be killed. Don't take the mark. Those rejecting the mark will be killed. The peace initiated by the Antichrist will bring survival to his followers and death to his enemies. One more paragraph. According to Islamic tradition, the Maldi, that's their Christ. The Maldi will institute Islamic justice through a fake peace with Israel. His justice will be exacted by the sword of Islam. But when they use the sword, it's not them, 
Allah wishes it. Anyone who rejects the Quran or Muhammad as the prophet and refuses to follow their strict, twisted ways will be killed. Again, this accurately fits the description given by biblical prophets at the coming of the beast. Isn't that amazing? Hmm. Wow. Lord, please, please give us pause, Lord, to realize where we're at in history. In the history of man, knowing that so much just hinges on the verge, Lord, of Antichrist of tribulation, of rapture when we won't be around any further. But Lord, our loved ones will. Please, the Lord, give us wisdom and I want to say newfound courage and bless our Bible study. In Jesus' name, amen. Please look at your Bibles with me, please. We will start in chapter 13, verse 11. 13, Verse 11, part of this we did already. It's just a slight reminder. And I, this is John, I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a, like a lamb. And he spoke as a dragon. Now up to that point, we'd been talking about the Antichrist. The one world ruler, the genius of politics. And he is going to, I believe, since these first several chapters, there's going to be great, great uh, lack of food. There's going to be a great, a great drought of, of e Elijah at the Sermon Mount, at the, Sir, at the Mount in Jerusalem is going to bring three and a half year curse of no water. Antichrist, will, the ruler of the world, is going to be able to determine who eats and who drinks. So now he's got, he's got a buddy. He's got an associate. He's got an assistant. Antichrist is the politician. And the, this fella here is going uh, to be his false prophet. Antichrist, false prophet, and Satan, the unholy trinity of the book of tribulation, the book of Revelation. I also pointed out last week that he comes like a lamb. There's that false prophet. Jesus came as a lamb, but he's far from a lamb. Verse 12, and he exercises all the power of the first beast before him, causing, causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. We talked about that. He developed a head wound. We surmise that it might have been an assassination plot. He died. It is surmised that the false prophet brought him back alive again, or he, he raises himself back alive again in front of everybody. In verse 13, And he doeth great wonders, 
so that he makes fire to come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. There have been many antichrists. There have been so many. I got bogged down looking in history at all the people that had the, that had the tag of antichrist. And here's what I, I realized. Every generation, every evil, every evil person at one time or another, and if, he, if he was a Hitler, uh, if, if, if he was a Mussolini, if he was, those people were thought of as the Antichrist in their day. But even when you go back through history, conquering warriors, heroes, I want, I want to say heroes, evil heroes, people tried to make them into being the Antichrist. We don't know who the Antichrist is. There's no way of knowing. We just know that, I mean, I read some of the, I, I read some of the wisest men in the world's literature on this today, and almost every, every one said, bottom line, after reading pages of what they're saying, bottom line, no one knows and no one can tell yet who it's going to be. But if he comes in our generation, that means he's alive right now. He's alive and well right now. Well, Antichrist. This Antichrist is different from many Antichrist. Uh, they, the little Antichrist, they have prepared the way for the Antichrist. Now, now uh, the Arabs have have their 12th imam coming. That's what they say. But he won't come until there is blood running in the streets of, of the world. Then he'll come. So it's their duty if they want their type of Christ to come and take over world order and set up the Taliban rule and all that. It's their duty to just kill as many people as possible. Hence... September 11th, 2001. And there's a good chance it's going to happen again. We have to realize as shocked as we were at the death toll of 9-11, that's going to be nothing compared to the, the tribulation period. It is going to be massacre after massacre. Listen, be massacred rather than take take the mark. We'll see that in a minute. Verse 14. And he deceives them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. This is speaking of the false prophet saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. Now wait. He's, he's, he's suggesting that we make a statue of the beast, the Antichrist. Now you understand, don't you? He's not going to be called the beast to them. He's not going to be called the Antichrist to them. 
is going to be called the high king, the high premier, the, all, this, all this stuff. Maybe I shouldn't be talking like this. He is, he's, going to have, he's going to have a wonderful name. But this false prophet is going to tell them to make this statue. Next verse, he's going to make the statue come alive. How can you do that? The power of Satan, he can do it. And he has the power of Satan. Look at this. And he had power, verse 15, to give life to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. All non-believers in the Antichrist will be killed. It's, it's by sword. I went to Bible college in the 70s and early 80s and I had to take Daniel Webb. Did you take Daniel Webb when you were there? It was a preacher thing, I guess. Daniel Webb. And you had to take the the prophecies of Daniel and blend them into where they fit into the book of Revelation. But I was reading books and studying books that were written by European, by European doctors and lawyers of, of the word. And all of them said this is going to be a white European thing. But they didn't take into account all the sword talking, all the beheading here. And I could be very wrong. Maybe it is European. But now, back in the 70s, who could even ever believe that the Middle East would rise up and terrorize the world so much? 9-11. So having said that, he's going to kill, verse 15, Everyone who would not worship the statue of the beast. Verse 16. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or a, in their foreheads. And that no man might buy or sell except he had the mark or the name of the beast. Or the number of his name. Now stopping right there a moment. I did too much reading on this too. They actually have. And even one of the European countries. One of the small ones like Finland. Or something. They have an identification. Piece that goes. Right here inside your head. Your, your hairline. Or in your wrist. And it's got your information and your banking information. And one of the European countries right now is experimenting with it. That when you buy anything, you don't need a car. It's a cashless society. You just do this. Or they take the scanner across your forehead. It's this, the, about the size, smaller, they said, than a, a grain of rice. It's... it's Almost like what we do to some of our, our, our dogs. Our dogs. So that we can find them. And it has their information on it. Well that's what's happening right now in this world. 
They're experimenting in different parts of the world, and Antichrist is going to use that look again. And that no man, verse 17, that no man might buy or sell save he, except he that had the mark or the name or the number of his name. Here's wisdom, and no one knows. So it's not, when at the time maybe we'll know. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the name of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six. To be branded, so to speak, with a grain of rice maybe, or maybe straight out, having, having a tattoo, showing that you worship and trust the new leader, that's coming. Don't do it. If you're still here, if the rapture happens and you're still here, get saved and don't do it. Please, for your sake, don't do it. I'll tell you what. Turn back a little bit to the book of Galatians, chapter 6, verse 17. Galatians six seventeen. This is the Apostle Paul. And he has been everywhere he goes, he has been persecuted, tormented, tortured, once left for dead after they stoned him, and on and on shipwrecked out in, the, out in the middle of the Mediterranean. It's a bad storm out there. You should let me keep preaching until the storm passes. Until the storm passes over. Look at this verse. I love this verse. Galatians 6, 17. He says, from now on, from henceforth, from now on, I'm not going to let any man trouble me. For I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. He had been whipped, tortured. He'd, he'd had all these terrible things done to him. He considered those tortures as his brand, his, that he belonged to the Lord. It marked him. It marked him for uh, ownership. The Lord owned him. You and I are bought with a price. We are not our own. We are his. And you may not see it, but the born-again believer has, has the Lord's brand on them. I think also, I think also that's what will also determine whether when the rapture comes, you go up or you stay down. And oh, if you stay down, if you stay down, don't take the mark. <coughs> Sounds horrible for me to say, let them cut your head off. Let them shoot you. Let them do whatever they have to, but don't do that. Get saved. And... During the tribulation period, it's going to be horrible if you survive the, the first nine chapters. But if you get to this point here, I don't know what to say to you. 
chapter 14. Chapter 14 is in a great encouragement. When I got up off my desk today, I was very discouraged. I was sad. I was broken because I have loved ones that aren't saved either. Or there's no fruit of salvation either. And to think of them having to still be here. So I read through chapter 14. And chapter 14 is kind of like a timeout again. And he gives all these encouraging things. Chapter 14 of the book of Revelation. We'll cover them next, next week, Lord willing, if the rapture don't come. And listen, I have preached through the book of Revelation three times now. It has never meant this, this, been this real to me. Make it real to you. And you know what? If we're wrong, we've lived a good life. Anyway, preparing for it, waiting for it. Lord, go with us into our homes, into our lives, into the rain. And Lord, we pray, Lord, that you will move us, change us, use us, Lord, while we're still here. In Jesus' name, amen.